welcome to the Nonsense and Sons podcast. Alright, welcome to the Nonsense and Sons podcast. My name is Raiz Alavi. And I'm Lisa. I'm not going to make an edit first one. Good. Not, not this episode at least. If you did it in this episode, I'll be so pissed. Yeah, definitely not because, hey, this is the Modeka special. I'm this is the Modeka special. I'm not going to make any nonsense. Like you know, name punch or something. Uh-huh. Just wait for the next episode. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm Look gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick you in the balls. Ah, oh, you don't know how much I don't want that. Wink, wink. Do you want me to do it now? Anyhow, so yeah, Merdeka. Today is Merdeka. I mean, by the time recording this, it's not Merdeka, right? Today is not Merdeka, but we're going to post this on Merdeka Day, so yeah. happy Merdeka! Happy Merdeka, yeah! 63 years of uh, this bullshittery. So close to 69 years. We just have to wait for 60. Yeah, 60 years. I can't wait. I can imagine when, when this, the clock strikes 12, everyone is like, yeah, Merdeka, <laughs> nice. Merdeka, and I'll be here like, <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> and I swear, kalau ada pertandingan, if there was ever a competition to create logo for to the create a logo for the 69th year, the 69th year. Yeah. I'm joining that shit <laughs> with the caption yeah. that night. <laughs> no shit, I'm gonna do it. Okay, so um, one of my teachers, right, we will be close. So he got free ticket to a movie called Thunder Putra. So oh, you mean that um, uh, uh, that movie about that guy? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, just. It's it's literally the first like prime minister of Malaysia and we forgot his name. Todraga. No, it's not Todraga. Hey, no, no, no. Todraman. Yes. Yes. Good God, man. Todraga tu bapa najib. Salah sebut. It's like the I I remember the plot is R. So much. Raman. Yeah, yeah, macam. Raman. Raman. Okay, so um, me being a dumbass. Obviously. But in my in my defense, I have the right to ask that question because what I asked my teacher was, it's a Malaysian English. Okay, because good point. Yeah, because one, I don't know, I never heard of the movie. Mm. The second one, it could be thunder, as in petay, thunder. Why would it be thunder putra? I don't know. Because, like, it, what is it, a Malay saw? No. <laughs> No, because he said it like, Hey, nak tak tengok cerita Thunder Putra? Because I was like, Thunder, it could be like Tropic Thunder. So that's why I asked, Sembari tu cinggis. Wow. 
Yeah, so let's just the stupid shit that happened. And we ended up watching it. Yeah, it was free ticket, so. I mean, I like the movie, but yeah, it was free. Free ticket. Who doesn't like movies? Free ticket. Yeah, it's a good story. Yeah. I get it. I mean, Tanda Putra is actually a baby. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It's almost like a biopic, but not really. Because they had like uh, creative licenses to, uh, I mean, yeah, embellish the movie anyway. So yeah, and some times I remember clearly they couldn't done better to be honest. Like the scene where the guy just get passed off when the police station exploded. That guy was clearly on the roof. Anyhow, moving on to. Our main story. Let's start with your story. Nah, mine is pretty dark. Oh shit. We're gonna end it with mine. Ah, we we should end things right and sunny. We can't end with dark. We we're not the DC universe. Alright, fine, fine. Fine. I mean, just because Batman killed someone in the teaser trailer, uh, I think everyone's gonna lose this shit. It's not Batman. It's Penguin. This is not the ghost writer. Good God, man. Anyway, all right, let's uh, let's take a let's take a stroll. No. Take a stroll, you know, back uh, back in the sixties. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, the fun dance era. Like yo, bring back sixties, yo. Nobody like cares. The boot cut, shining the apple. Or That's the eighties. Yeah, it's okay. Jesus. Ah. Yeah, right. Why is it great? I'm yeah. just gonna I'm just gonna give the background. You're gonna figure it out. Okay. Uh, Austin Powers. He's sixty, right? 80! I thought he traveled to the 80s. No! Ah, never mind. Just continue with the story. He traveled to the 90s, man! Ah, I forgot. Oi! I forgot, I forgot. I should go on, uh, on another marathon and then Okay, let's just start with the story. Alright. It's, uh, it's a political situation. Ah. That involves both Indonesia ah. and Malaysia. Okay. That happens it's it's still um it's still a it's it's a thing now. It's a thing now. It's still ongoing. It's a thing now. Ah. It's not ongoing. Oh. It 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 stopped for a while and then it restarted again. So the uh background right. of this thing is alright, I'm just gonna read the whole thing. Okay. Before Indonesia's confrontation of Malaysia, mm. Sukarno had sought to develop an independent Indonesian foreign policy focused on the acquisition of Netherlands New Guinea uh. as a residual issue from the Indonesian Indonesian National Revolution which happened uh, when they took over Guinea uh, yeah. and establishing uh, Indonesia's credentials as a notable international power operating distant interests from those of the West and East. Indonesia had relentlessly pursued its claim to Netherlands New Guinea during the period of 1950 to 1962. So they've been doing this shit for like 12 years non-stop can I just at this point. Can I just say that when you mention that they're claiming it's non-stop, they claim literally everything. Yeah, you're going to be shocked at what they're going to claim next. Oh god. 
despite facing multiple setbacks in the UN uh, General Assembly, uh-huh. to have it claimed, recognized by the international community. Indonesia was an important country in developing the non-aligned movement, hosting the Bandung Conference in 1955. Oh. Following the Indonesian crisis in 1958, which had included Permesta Rebellion in the eastern uh, in eastern Indonesia and the declaration of PRRI, a rebel revolutionary government based in Sumatra, Indonesia. So Sumatra, Sumatra. is very near to us. Oh, oh yeah. Kalimantan is in Borneo. Yeah, Kalimantan, Kalimantan Borneo. Sumatra near us. Indonesia had emerged as a notable and rising military power in the south in Southeast Asia, with influx of Soviet armed aid again. Oh, what? Again. Hold up. Yeah. Hold up. Yeah, the Soviets gave them AK-47 units. <sighs> Indonesia was able to okay. diplomatic to advance the diplomatic claim to Netherlands New Guinea more forcefully. So they basically just like said. I don't know how to do an Indonesian accent, so <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Yes, <laughs> just face it. <laughs> the diplomatic dispute reads. Wado wado, wado. Bagi aku new gini, babi. Anyway, fuck. Everyone listening from Indonesia, we're not fucking sorry. <laughs> The diplomatic dispute reached its climax in 1962 where Indonesia launched a substantial campaign of airborne and seaborne infiltration oh, upon shit. Netherlands New Guinea. They were going all fucking out for They're going hard. Very hard for Guinea. And now, um, currently Indonesia has half of Guinea. Yeah. Yeah, at least if you don't get the whole thing, you get half of it. It's still not enough for them. The Dutch facing a mounting di- diplomatic pressure from Indonesians and the Americans uh-huh. who were anxious to keep Indonesia from becoming a communist-aligned yielded and agreed to a diplomatic compromise which allows Indonesia to gain control of the territory exchange for pledging to hold self-determination plebiscite. Basically, it's the act of free choice. Uh, in the territory by 1969. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Thus, by the by the close <laughs> by the close of 1962, <laughs> this is super dark shit, and we just laughed at the numbers. Nice. Fucking children. Very immature we are. Yeah. So, thus, by the close of 1962, Indonesia had reached a considerable diplomatic victory, which possibly emboldened its self-perception as a notable regional power. Sebab tu dah start claiming shit. Yeah. Mm. Until now. Yep. It was in the context of this recent diplomatic victory that Indonesia cast its attention to the British proposal for a unified Malaysian state. Ha. Ha. See, I told you there's gonna be there's <laughs> I told you there's gonna be some shit. <laughs> You know what? It, Indonesia wants to claim everything, but just remember that one thing they would never claim: the Hegebu. <laughs> nope, that's not it. <laughs> oh, Sinaliza, it's ours. Oh, that thing, Naruto, it's ours. Sure. Hey, oh, what? Anyway, no, let's no, let me just let me get no. this over. 
Let me see if it's over. Okay, continue. Before the British government announced the East-West policy in 58, which actually was a debacle. Yeah. It was a shit, was shit. It was a shit show. More than a shit show. It had begun to reevaluate in the late 50s its forced commitment in the Far East, which is Far East here, lah. You. Oh wait, wait. Okay, audience, keep in mind that we are recording this kind of late, so there are people in my house. So just ignore the. If you somehow heard some background Back noise. noises, yeah. Ignore them. Ignore them. Anyway, just focus on our voices. It's gonna be focused on our voices anyway. Hold on. Nobody knows. Yeah, because nobody listens to us. Yep. As a part of its withdrawal from its South Asian colonies, the UK moved to combine its colonies in North Borneo with the Federation of Malaya, uh, which had become independent from Britain in 1967, and oh. Singapore, which had become self-governing by 59. Nice. In 59. Okay. Come on, man. Okay. In May of 1961, uh. the UK and Malayan government Propose a large federation called Malaysia, encompassing the state of Malaya, which is the peninsula, yep. North Borneo, Sarawak, Brunei, Singapore. And initially, Indonesia was mildly supportive of this federation, although the PKI Mild. Party Communist Indonesia, or Indonesian Communist Party, was firmly opposed to it. In Brunei, it was unclear whether Sultan Omar Ali Saifuddin III would support. Brunei joining the pro- the proposed Malayan Malaysian state uh-huh. because of the implied reduction of his political office and Brunei's oil revenue and strip Brunei's financial viability were to choose independence. So that's why they were like, yeah, aku tak nak Malaysia. <laughs> aku kaya. Malaysia. <laughs> aku kaya. Aku kaya. Nak duit ni aku bagi aku bayar guna kaki. Balik. <laughs> Nak duit. Nak duit tabuh. Macam bagi makan ayam. Bang. <laughs> Furthermore, a Brunei politician, Dr. AM Azhari bin Sheikh Mahmud, wow. While supporting a unified North Borneo, also opposed to a wider Malaysian Federation. So basically they don't want Sabah Sarawak to become Malaysian states okay, lah yeah. uh, and basically they wanted Borneo to be encompassing of Sarawak in 1961 he had sounded out Indonesia about possible aid training Borneo recruits General Abdul Nasut oh my god how do you say this name Nasution what? yeah whatever Nasution I don't know how to let's say let's just not butcher the name General Abdul Nasution Yeah. Hinted a moral support, and Soeban Roy, the the Indonesian Foreign <laughs> Minister and head of intelligence, <laughs> hinted at supplying more substantial aid. Azhari was a leftist who had fought in the Indonesia in Indonesia in their war for independence. Following the meetings, Indonesia began training in Kalimantan. Oh. A small volunteer force, the North Kalimantan National Army or CNKU. Tunku. Oh, nice. The French name. Tunku. Yeah. In on 8 December 1962, the TNKU staged uh, an insurrection, the Brunei Revolt. Oh. Uh, cool. Oh. 
but again, yeah, communism. Communism. Yep. The insurrection was an abject failure. The poorly trained, poorly equipped forces were unable to seize key objectives such as capturing the Sultan of Brunei. Wow. Wait, what? Yeah. They, they are going to capture the Sultan. The the, the, the dreams the are huge. The main guy up top. Yep. How are they? Go- Nah, uh, uh, it gets wilder. Oh my god. Seize the Brunei oil fields or take European hostages. Wait, what? They're gonna take white people. Uh. <laughs> I don't mind that. <laughs> I really don't mind that. Give me your sultan or I'm gonna take this white guy. Wait, what? Huh? Why, why am I here? Shut the fuck up. White people switch. The, the sultan's gonna be like. Take the white guy. Take the white guy. He's worthless. Why do we need him? He's like he's like the end piece of the loaf of bread. <laughs> I actually like this. Within hours of the insurrection being launched, British forces based in Singapore were being mobilized for a prompt response. The failure of the insurrection was evident within thirty hours when the Gurkha troops again. The Gurkha troops uh. they are legends. They're like insanely terror. Yo, these people fought in World War Two and World War One. So they know a thing or two about war. Not a thing of two. They know a Get lot. It? A thing or two. World War One, two. Oh. <laughs> you. you anyway, Continue. within thirty hours, when the Gurkha troops. Air lifted from Singapore, secured Brunei town, and ensured the Sultan's safety. The degree of Indonesian support from TNKU remains a subject of debate. <laughs> While Indonesia, at the time, denied direct involvement, they had sympathized with the TNKU's objective to destabilize the proposed Malaysian state. Following the TNKU's military setback in Brunei, on January 20, 1963, the Indonesian Foreign Minister Subandrio announced that Indonesia would pressure policy of confrontasi with Malaysia, reversing Indonesia's previous policy of compliance with the British proposal. This was followed by the first recorded infiltration, infiltration of Indonesian forces in on April 12. 1963, when pol- when a police station in Tebedu, Sarawak was attacked. Ooh. So what happened in 61? The island of Borneo was divided into four separate states. Kalimantan, comprising of four Indonesian provinces, uh-huh. was located in the south of the island. In the north, separated from Kalimantan by a border of about a thousand miles long, Ooh. was the Sultanate of Brunei, a British protectorate lah. Uh-huh. and the two colonies of the UK which is Sabah and Sarawak the three UK territories totaled in 1.5 million people about half of them Dayak oh. Sarawak has a population about 900,000 while Sabah 600,000 and Brunei was 80,000 wait only 80,000 only 80,000 in Brunei can it's a small it's a small space yeah can you just talk about how small Brunei is and how many people can fit there it's still larger than Singapore right? 
So that's the that's the main places that was um, a cause of conflict. Yeah. So that's the background of the confrontation, lah. And the Indonesia Malaysia confrontation, also known as the Borneo confrontation, uh, was a violent conflict from 1963 to 1966 that stemmed from Indonesia's opposition of the creation of Malaysia. The creation of Malaysia was the amalgamation of the Federation of Malaysia, West Malaysia, Sabah Sarawak, Singapore, and the Crown Colony of the and also known as the British Protectorate of North Borneo and Sarawak. Oh yes. So also known as British Borneo, now East Malaysia. East Malaysia. Yeah. In September 1963, vital precursors of the conflict, including Indonesia's policy of confrontation against New Guinea uh, from March 1962 and the Brunei Revolt in December of 1962. So the confrontation was an undeclared war, with the most of the action occurring in the border areas between Indonesia and East Malaysia, Sabah Sarawak lah. Yeah, Sabah Sarawak. Because Kalimantan is bordering Sabah Sarawak. Yeah. Wait. Can I can I ask a very quick question unrelated yeah. to this, but it's related to war. Like, how do you say it's an undeclared war? Oh, because they don't have any confrontation in Malaysia. There's no um, it's like a cold war. But the thing is, they only attack Brunei. Ah. And the confrontations happens in the borders, how so it's not an all-out war. It's just a minor war. It's not a minor war, dude. Since it, yeah, it killed. Listen, it killed. Uh, the casualties, hundred and fourteen killed, wounded, hundred and eighty-one, ten captured. Oh, that's on the Malaysian side. On the uh, Indonesian side, five hundred ninety were killed. Oh, two hundred twenty-two were wounded, seven hundred seventy-one were captured. And the civilian casualties, thirty-six killed, fifty-three wounded. Four were taken as POWs. POWs. The conflict was characterized by a restrained, isolated ground combat. That's why it's not an undeclared war. It's not all-out war. Ah. Set within tactics of low-level brinkmanship. I don't know what the hell that is. Combat usually conducted by company or platoon-sized operations. I don't know how many people that is. Yeah. Because again, I don't come from military at all. Yeah, but when it comes to platoons, you know that's a sick kind of people. Yeah, it is fuck kind of people. Indonesia's campaign of infiltrations into Borneo sought to exploit the ethnic and religious diversity in Sabah and Sarawak compared to that of Malaya. Basically, they're using religion as a stuff in Agama. Like supplementary. With the intent of unraveling the proposed state of Malaysia, so basically they want to destabilize Malaysia first. That's actually a very um, Soviet Russia way mm-hmm. of yeah. doing things. The jungle terrain of Borneo and lack of roads straddling Malaysian-Indonesia border forced the Indonesia and Commonwealth forces to conduct long foot patrols, so they cannot use any um, uh, heavy machinery, lah. Yeah. So they have to use ground troops. Both sides relied on light infantry operations and air transport. Although Commonwealth forces enjoyed the advantage of better helicopter deployment and resupply to forward operating bases, 
Rivers were also used as a method of transportation and infiltration. Although combat operations were primarily conducted by ground forces, airborne forces played a vital support role and naval forces ensured the security of the sea flanks. So they are literally fighting for the island. The British provided most of the defensive efforts. Although Malaysian forces steadily increased their contribution and were periodic contributions from both Australia and New Zealand, forces within the Far East Strategic Reserve stationed in West Malaysia and Singapore. Initially, Indonesia attacks into, the wo- into East Malaysia relied heavily on lo- local volunteers trained by the Indonesian Army. Over time, infiltration forces became more organized with the inclusion of a more substantial component of the Indonesian forces. To deter and disrupt Indonesian Indonesia's growing campaign of infiltration, the British responded in 1964 by launching their own covert operation into Indonesia, Indonesian Kalimantan under the codename Operation Claret. Oh, nice. Cool. Coinciding with Sokarno's announcing Year of Dangerous Living and the 1964 Race Riots in Singapore, Indonesia launched and expanded campaigns of operation into West Malaysia on August 17, 1964, albeit without military success. A build-up of Indonesian forces on the Kalimantan border in December 1964 saw the UK to commit a significant force from the uh, UK-based Army Strategic Command and Australia and New Zealand deployed Rolament Combat Forces from West Malaysia to Borneo in 1965 all the way to 1966. The intensity of the conflict began to subside following the events of 30th September movement and Soharto's rise to power. A new round of peace negotiations between Indonesia and Malaysia began on the on May of 1966. The final peace agreement was signed on August 11, 1966 with Indonesia formally recognizing Malaysia. Finally. Finally. And this is all because of one guy. <laughs> Sokano. He really does not want Malaysia to be a thing. And he argued on the later years that uh, the, the former foreign ministry, Ide Anna Agong, argued li- years later that Sokano intentionally muted Indonesia's opposition to proposed Malaysia state, while Indonesia was preoccupied with advancing its claim to West Guinea. Following Indonesia's diplomatic victory in, the we- in West Guinea, Sokano may have been emboldened to extend Indonesia's dominance over its weaker neighbours. Conversely, Sokarno may have felt compelled by the ongoing pressure of the PKI and general instability of Indonesian politics to divert attention to a new foreign conflict. So basically, the guy was just fucking around, keeping his power. He doesn't want the PKI to have power. He doesn't want the other politicians to have power. So he's like, okay, we're going to fuck Guinea up. And then, we're going to fuck Malaysia up. Because <laughs> apparently we don't fucking like that shit. We don't want Malaysia to be Malaysia. Malaysia. Fuck them. And he's like, fuck you lah. I'm gonna fucking train everyone. And Malaysians are like, bro. Bro, bro help us. Come on, bro. Okay? 
the UK is like the, U- the UK is just like alright my friend I shall help you but in one condition that you shall have all the help that you want I don't know what's the condition oh my god so basically Sokano he, he argued that um, Malaysia was a British puppet state a, a neo-colonial experiment that any expansion of Malaysia would increase British control over the region. We shall, we shall drink tea together. Tea in small cups. Yeah. With implications of Indonesian national security. So basically, he's just arguing that the more Malaysia becomes Malaysia, <laughs> the less Indonesia, the more it is, uh, <laughs> the less powerful Indonesia is going to be. How? <laughs> So so Sukarno was Sukarno <laughs> was really opposed to the British decolonization initiative involving the formation of the Federation of Malaysia which uh, compromises the Malay Peninsula and the north of Borneo. Yeah. And on the other side. So on the other side of uh, Sukarno's uh, argument to not have Malaysia as Malaysia. Uh-huh. He was accused the new n- he accused the new nation of Malaysia as being uh, Establishing neo-imperialism and neo-colonialism in Southeast Asia, and it's also containing an Indonesia's ambition to regional hegemonic power. So he wants to like control the Malay world, you know, tanah lagi. He yeah. wants that. However, it was also suggested that. Sokano's campaign against the formation of Malaysia was actually motivated by the desire to unite the Malay Peninsula, as I said earlier. Lah. Yep. And the whole island of Borneo under Indonesian rule. And to complete the previously abandoned idea of Greater Indonesia or Greater Malay. Which again, the shit that's happening now. Pretty much. So Indonesia now mm-hmm. wants to re- revise the idea of a Greater Malay or a Greater Indonesia. And a concept that aims to reunite the Malay race created by Sokano and Kesatuan Melayu Muda Ibrahim Yaakob. Similarly, uh-huh. the Philippines claim Eastern North Borneo, Sabah, Can arguing that Borneo colony had a historical link to Philippines through the Sulu Archipelago. However, Sokano made no uh, direct claims to incorporate North Borneo into Indonesia, Kalimantan. He saw the formation of Malaysia as an op- obstacle of Mafilindo, a non-political irredentist union spanning Malaya, Philippines and Indonesia. President uh, of the Philippines at the time, Diosdado Macapagal. Diosdado Diosdado Maca Pagal Maca Butuh Pak Kala Dia kat luar tu Initially did not oppose To the concept And even initiated the Manila Accord However While the Philippines did not engage in hostilities Malaysia severed diplomatic ties After the former deferred Recognizing it as a successor state Of Malaysia So basically Philippines are like Putang na, what the Sabah? I said, 
when after it was supposed to start on the 22nd it started on the 26th nevertheless UN expected the report to be published by 14 September 1963 before the Manila meeting the Malayan government had set 31st August as the date which Malaysia would come into existence so like before all this shit happened uh-huh. if Indonesia agreed and shut the fuck up about <laughs> this and Philippines were like oh I don't need any I can't do that don't, just, just don't I'm not just, just don't yeah. and Philippines would just let Sabah go for once yeah Malaysia just, just for once Malaysia would be Malaysia on the 31st of August instead of 15, uh, 16th of September yeah so all this shit was pushed back so far for years that um, Malaysia ended up becoming Malaysia on the 15th of uh, 16th of September, September. Uh, of the year of our Lord 1963 lah was it 1963 Malaysia did? Ah, yeah, I don't remember wait I think it is 1963 1963 right? Google that shit I only remember 16 September because of <laughs> Typical. Shut the fuck up lah. Uh, I, I, w- I don't blame you. Senior citizens remember this shit. Yeah, pretty much. However, at the Manila negotiations, it was persuaded by Indonesia and Philippine governments to postpone Malaysia's inauguration to... Uh, betul lah. Yeah, 1963. 15. I was a day off. Fuck. By which time the UN mission was expected to report on whether the two Borneo colonies supported the Malaysian proposal, which they did. However, following the conclusion of the Manila talks, the Malayan Prime Minister, Tunku Abdul Rahman, at the time, announced that the Malaysian state would come into existence of 16 September. Betul lah tadi. <laughs> I was right the first time. I doubted myself. Never doubt yourself. It's like Apparently, irrespective of the latest UN report. So, Tunku went, fuck you lah. North Borneo and Sarawak were anticipating a pro-Malaysian UN report, declared their independence as part of Malaysia on the 6th anniversary of the Malay- Merdeka Day, 31st August of 1963, even before the UN report had been published. So, um, Sabah Sarawak were like, Sampai orang asyik mau dengar, nyorang ni. Masuk dah, Malaysia. <laughs> And uh, and Tunku was like, yeah, that worked. I did not see this. I Somehow that worked. Cool, cool, cool. No, actually, Tunku was um, very adamant in making um, Sabah Sarawak yeah. and Borneo also Singapore as part of Malaysia. Singapore, 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 Singapore. If we had Singapore as part of Malaysia, it's going to be part of Johor. So I don't want that. Yeah. I, regu- I regularly blame Singapore for everything. Regularly. Stop your toe. Fuck Singapore. Here's the thing. The 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 you know the Miskin Bandar line in Johor. Oh my god. Yeah. It's 2.5k. Mm-hmm. In KL, KL 2.2. I blame Singapore. It's all because of Singapore. I blame, I blame Singapore. They'd be like, oh, we're the fancy guys here. Oh, Singapore is all great. But they came to Malaysia to to do their shopping. Why do you buy from your own country? Yeah lah. Stupid fuck. 
Anyway, if there's any Singaporean listeners, fuck you. <laughs> Two days later, <laughs> after Malaysia was formally established <laughs> on the 16th of September, oh <laughs> Indonesia immediately reacted by expelling the Malaysian ambassador from Jakarta. They were like, fuck you, Malaysia. We ain't going to stand up with your shit. And two days later, a riot, rioters organized by the PKI burned the British embassy oh, in Jakarta. Fuck. They were pissed. They don't like that. Pissed. Several hundred rioters ransacked the Singapore embassy in Jakarta and the homes of Singaporean diplomats. They fucking deserved it. Lah. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck Singapore. <laughs> In Malaysia, Indonesian agents were captured and crowds attacked the Indonesian embassy in Kuala Lumpur. So Malaysians were like, FUCK YOU BACK LAH! <laughs> all the oh Machas, all the Kina Bukits, all the Malays, fuckers came down and were like, FUCK YOU INDON! <laughs> and Indonesia was like, FUCK YOU Malaysia and YOU Singapore! Fuck you too. For no apparent reason, they were like fucking up Singapore. <laughs> Singapore was like, what the fuck? What the fuck do we do? We do shit, man. And then Malaysians are like, yeah, they fucking probably deserved it lah because they were showing off their apa, duit yeah. tiga kali ganda. Very much. Fuck Singapore. Fuck Singapore. Okay, let's. Okay. The ongoing campaign of infiltration, even as peace talks progressed and stalled. Yeah. Indonesia maintained the campaign of infiltration. On 15th August, a hitman reported an incursion in the third division as a follow-up. And the follow-up indicted about 50 strong. A series of con- contacts ensued that two six Gurkhas deployed patrols and ambushed. And after a month, 15 had been killed and three were captured. So mm. the Gurkhas fucked them up. Lah. The Gurkhas reported that they were all trained and professionally led. Fuck yeah! And and listen, Gurkhas, fucking fucking Indians. Gurkhas are Indians. They are fucking badass motherfuckers. These Gurkhas are trained by the British. Oh, which is even better. Bang! But their ammunition expenditure was high. Right. So, and their fire discipline broke down. So they were like, they, they, they literally ran out of ammo. <laughs> the prisoners reported 300 and more invaders within a week and 600 in a fortnight. So the Gurkhas fucked them up and then rounded them up and put them in jail. Badass lah, these fuckers. But this until they ran out of They still are badass. Motherfuckers. I can just imagine they were like running into battle with their firearms like ta 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 ta. And then they were like, Knife. Ah, knife. What have we got? Knife. Okay. Here, cool. You're the back. Grab that chunk. Macha, come. <laughs> and also, they will be like bonking people in the head using their rifles. Right? Like, Bit. <laughs> anyway. 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 Anyway.
was the first major incursion uh, for the center of the third division directed by RPKAD Major Mulyono Sorjovartenim Sorjovardojo Fuck Mojojojo Sorjovardojo Let's just call him Major Mulyono Okay, Mulyono it is yeah. Who had been sent to Ngadaban Nang Nangabadan earlier in the year. Alright. The Malaysian <laughs> the proclamation of Malaysia in September nineteen sixty three met the Malaysian Army units are uh, deployed to Borneo. So they were like, Hey, we're gonna come. Like fuck them up. Aye, the deliberate attack by Indonesian forces on Malaysian troops did not enhance to a kind of anti imperialism credentials. Definitely. Because this fucker wants to take over and then what does that make him an imperialist can lah fucking stupid can although indonesia government tried they tried blaming the kko enthusiastic ideas idealists acting imp- independently but we all know fucking sokarno supported their asses so don't lie <laughs> sokarno next launched the peace offensive uh-huh. In late January, declared that he was ready for a ceasefire, despite having denied <laughs> denied direct Indonesian uh, involvement. Huh. Talks started in Bangkok, but border violations continued, and the talks soon fell. So this fucking is like, okay, 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 okay. I could not stop. I could not stop. Fight, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Wait for it. And then, after Bangkok failed, they tried in Tokyo. Nah. Which failed in day? I wonder why. I but wonder. Allowed, they allowed for a Thai mission to visit Sarawak yeah. and witness smart, well-equipped Indonesian soldiers withdrawing across the border, which they had crossed a short distance away earlier in the day. So, they keluar masuk like their father's land lah. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, the Indonesian armed forces led by Lieutenant General Ahmad Yani finally a name I can finally oh a name boy. that you can't butcher. Yeah, became increasingly concerned with the worsening domestic situation in Indonesia and began to secretly contact the Malaysian government. So this fucker oh. was like, "Hey man, can we be friends?" Should be like the guy who wears the trench coat with the shit. And and coat. and here's the thing, uh, Lieutenant General um, Ahmad Yani uh-huh. was managing to obstruct the confrontation to a minimal level. So this guy wants to stop this shit lah. Mm, yeah. This was implemented to preserve an already exhausted army. Recently conducted the Operation Trikora in western New Guinea which also while also maintaining its political position in Indonesian politics especially against the Communist Party of Indonesia the PKI Puki <laughs> the ardent supporters <laughs> of the confrontation so the PKI really really <laughs> loves this confrontation la. anyway they expanded to to the Malaysian Peninsula 
tell you all. Because they saw Kano Fark, he said, he announced year of dangerous living, like he's a fucking daredevil. Year of dangerous living. Yeah. He thinks he's badass one lah. During the Indonesian Independence Day celebration, Indonesian forces began a campaign of airborne and seaborne infiltration of the Malaysian Peninsula on 17th oh, August 1964. On 17th August 1964, a force, a seaborne force about 100, composed of Air Force Commando Pasukan Gerak Tejepat ataupun PGT Rapid Response Troop Commandos. Oh. Later known as Koparsat Ataupun Bangsat <laughs> Karen, God, The first thing I heard you say was Kau Bangsat Koparsat Koparsat Yes okay. The current the current spelling Komendo pasukan gerak cepat Gerak cepat Today known as Korps pasukan khas Paskas Paratroopers These are bad Bad motherfuckers KKO and about a, d- a dozen Malaysian communists. Now, communists in Malaysia were like, yeah, fuck this Malaysian shit, bro. They wanted, they wanted in on the action lah. Mm-hmm. Stupid cunts. Crossed the Malacca Strait by a boat landing in Pontian. Pontian? Yes, in Pontian. In three parties in the night. So, three trips lah. Instead of being greeted as liberators, however, they were contained by the various Commonwealth forces. So Malaysia, Malaysia um, forces said, "Side bitch, fuck you." Malaysian forces literally said, "Asyik." Like. <laughs> So they were captured within a few days. Oh, that's quick work. On second September of the same year, 1964, three Lockheed C-130 Hercules aircraft. Wow. This shit, this shit is huge. Set off from Jakarta to Peninsula Malaysia, flying low to avoid detection radar. Smart lah, this guy thinks they smart lah. The Not following night, enough. two of the C-130s managed to reach their objective with their onboard PGT paratroopers who jumped off and landed around Labe. Again, Johor. Mm. About 100 miles north of Singapore. The remaining C-130s crashed into Malacca State while trying to evade the interception by an RAF Javelin FAW-9. <laughs> Launch from the RAF tengah. A warship. Where they get all this? Uh, British, New Zealand, Australia. Mm. Again, they supported Malaysia. Mm, sure. Due to a lightning storm, the drop of the 196 paratrooper were widely dispersed. This resulted in them landing close to 110 Grukas. So they got fucked in the ass lah. <laughs> who joined? Who were joined by the first battalion, Royal New Zealand Infantry Regiment, second stationed near Malacca with 28 Commonwealth Brigade. So 
So they got fucked. Operation was commanded by four Malaysian brigade, but it took a month for the security forces to capture or kill ninety out of the ninety-six parachutists. What? Yeah. For the total loss of two men killed, so our side only two orang mati. Their side almost ninety died. Out of ninety-six. Yeah, so captured, alive. captured or killed. Who knows? Who knows lah? Fuck them lah. <laughs> Indonesia's expansion of the conflicts uh, to the Sun to the Malaysian Peninsula sparked the Sunda Straits crisis, involving the anticipated transit of the Sunda Straits by the British aircraft carrier HMS Victorious, not the Victorious in Nickelodeon, eh? or the Victorious Secret Service crew. And destroyed the escorts and hmm. two destroyer escorts, so a full like fucking HMS ship and two destroyers. That's yeah. so damn awesome. The Commonwealth forces were raided, were readied, ready, ready. I read it wrong. For airstrikes against against Indonesian infiltration staging in areas in Sumatra, is. Further Indonesian infiltration of Malaysian Peninsula were attempted. A tense three-week standoff occurred before the crisis was peacefully resolved. By concluding months of 1964, the conflict once again appeared to reach a stalemate, with Commonwealth forces having to play, having placed in check for the moment, for the moment Indonesia's campaign infiltration into Borneo, and more recently the Malaysian Peninsula. However, the fragile equilibrium looked likely to change once again in December of 1964, when Commonwealth intelligence began reporting the build-up of Indonesian infiltration forces in Kalimantan opposite Kuching, which suggested the possibility of an escalation in hostilities. Two additional British battalions were subsequently deployed to Borneo. Meanwhile, due to the landings of In Malaysia, and Indonesia's continued troop build, Australia and New Zealand also agreed to begin deploying combat forces to Borneo in in early 1965. So now we're going to talk about Operation Claret, which was the border raid, the security border raid conducted by the British Commonwealth forces in Borneo from June 1964 to early 1966. These raids. Were taken by the British SAS. BSAS. 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 The Australian Special Air Service Regiment, the New Zealand Special Air Service Regiment, as well as the regular infantry. During the early phases of the conflict, British Commonwealth and Malaysian troops had attempted. Only to control the border and uh, to protect population centres from Indonesian attack. However, in 1965, they had decided to take more aggressive action, crossing the border, obtaining information in hot pursuit. Basically, they were raiding the borders now. Yeah. At this point, and the SAS again, they are like super commandos, lah. These guys first approved. In 1965, later they were expanded it to include the cross-border ambushing in July. 
these patrols were highly classified at the time so nobody knew what the fuck is happening nobody knew who they were the SAS were like hey there's gonna be a covert thing now y'all don't know what's going on so yeah let's just let us do the work so the reconnaissance uh, team crossing the borders of Malaysian states of Sarawak and Sabah into Indonesian Kalimantan in order to detect Indonesian forces initially penetration <laughs> was limited to 3,000 yards which is 2,700 meters so 2.7 kilometers lah uh-huh. but it was later extended to 5.5 kilometers and again to 9.1 kilometers after the battle of Plaman Mapu in April of 1965 conventional follow-up forces of the platoon and company size were then directed into position to ambush the Indonesians either as they were crossing the border or often while they were still in Kalimantan which operation were to be okay go anyway Uh, this is part two of it, <laughs> of the Malaysia um, special. Yep. So the operations were deniable, and were conducted under a policy of aggressive defence. Given the sensitivity of the operations, and the potential consequences if they were exposed, they were controlled at the highest level, and conducted with strict parameters known as the golden rules. It's it, it, it's just cooler, cooler right now. While the participation was sworn to secrecy. What? What's with all the secrecy? Come on. Okay, if they were caught, they fuck. In the ass, fuck. With the ten bad. foot pole. It's bad if they get caught. Because again, they were infiltrating another country. Mm, pretty much. So it could be um war crimes. It could be trial other war crimes. Claret was largely successful in gaining the initiative for the British Commonwealth forces <coughs> before being suspended late in the war, inflicting significant casualties on the Indonesians and keeping them on the defensive on their side of the border. The operations were publicly disclosed by Britain in 1974, while the uh, Australian government did not officially acknowledge its uh, Involvement in 1996, even after like years and years after, Australia was like, we were not there, mate. We were not there, mate. You didn't see us there, mate. Mate, we were not fucking there, mate. We were not fucking there, Who mate. Who the fuck you talking about, mate? What are you talking? What are you talking about, mate? I was not there, cranky, mate. Never there, mate. <laughs> and the uh, British were like. Well, my friend, I sure hope that uh, you understand that we have a secret in our hands right now. We have and a very secret. And then the British in 1974 were like, Alright, alright, alright. <laughs> It's not a secret, we were there. And then the Australians, Good day, mate. We were fucking there, mate. <laughs> And on the night, <laughs> but you say you were there. We are there, mate. Mate, we did not say that we're not there. We didn't say shit, mate. <laughs> but you. Did. But listen, listen, you can't. <laughs> we're saying we're fucking there, mate. 
All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Crikey, mate. Why do I have to explain this shit to you, mate? Oh, my God. You saw us there, mate. No. <laughs> okay. On the night of 30th September of 1965, an attempted coup took place in Jakarta. Six senior Indonesian military leaders were killed while General Nasution Babi Namu Nasution Nasution Straight up Babi Namu Narrowly escaped from his would-be captors In the ensuing confusion, Sokarno agreed to allow Soharto to assume emergency command and control Jakarta and the armed forces stationed there Blame for the failed coup was attributed to the PKI <laughs> and in the following <laughs> these fuckers they have been like they have been uh, like every time they fail like, it was a fucking communist bro it was them every time they fail <laughs> and in the following weeks and months a campaign of imprisonment and lynching of PKI members and sympathizers broke out across Jakarta and Indonesia with Soharto's grip on power in Jakarta and Indonesia delicately poised means it's not that grippy lah so slippery and shit slippery and shit yes the scale and intensity of Indonesia's campaign for infiltration into Borneo began to ease the train of events set off by the field coup led to Soharto's gradual consolidation of power and marginalization of Soekarno so Sohato is like, uh, boys, we gonna fuck him up. <laughs> Again, at the same yep. time, at the same time, the anti-communist purge. The what? The anti-communist purge. Again, they were imprisoning and lynching PKI fuckers. I am so sorry. I heard you said hentai. No, I said anti. Anti. Yeah. Okay. Cakap ar tak boleh sekarang nak dengar tak dia apa? No, I I thought you said hentai. No, I did not say hentai. Why would I say hentai I communist would, purge? I would be surprised if why there was... Be, why would it be hentai I would communist be... purge? <laughs> I swear to God, I would be surprised if there were a dedicated group of hentai-loving communists. I'm sure there is. <laughs> They'll be like... I'm sure there is one. They would be running around like... I'm sure there is Ah, come on. Hentai or nothing. Anyway, so Harto's steady consolidation of power after 30th September events allowed him to form a new government in March of 1967. Soharto was able to form a new cabinet that excluded Sokarno. Because this... <laughs> because finally, Indonesia was like, yo, we are done with this shit. We, we ain't gonna take up your shit anymore. Just, just no, no. Go. On 28th May of 1966, at a conference in Bangkok, the Malaysian and Indonesian governments declared the conflict was over. Finally. God, finally. However, oh, God. it was unclear if Soeharto was in full control of Indonesia rather than Soekarno because again, there were still people that were, you know, kesian lah Soeharto, yeah. you know, lynch all this shit, you know. And, vi- and vigilance in Borneo could not be relaxed. <laughs> in Soeharto's cooperation, a peace treaty was signed on 11th August and ratified two days later. Ooh. It was that fast. Because Soharto was like, we're done with this shit, we're not going to do this shit anymore, we're going to be friends. But, my people are going to still claim shit from you. 
until today. Except for his. Every time. It's like Malaysia subscribed to a yearly subscription or something. Exactly. Like, we want that shit. <clears throat> like, we want fucking lung problems. <laughs> During Suharto's rise to power, claret operation continued. And in March of 1966, a Gurkha battalion in was involved in some of the fiercest fighting of the campaign during two raids into Kalimantan. Minor action by Indonesian forces continued in the border area, including an attempt at counter-battery fire against a 105mm gun positioned in Central Brigade. Reports from locals said that the British returned fire, turned over the Indonesian gun thought to be a 76mm. So they, you know, when people say they have a six-inch stick, they mean, you know, they actually mean a five-inch stick. Yeah, pretty much. They're just exaggerating shit. Yes. At the beginning of 1966, with Indonesia's political hiatus beginning to stabilize, it had stopped a major RPKAD operation to capture a British prisoner. The RPKAD linked up with PGRS, to establish guerrilla forces in Sabah and Sarawak so they were still not done with the shit they were still not done even though it was ratified already however the two groups entered Sarawak in February and May obtained support from local sympathizers the first group despite lo- losses and several in several contexts lasted until June and exfiltrated on hearing about the end of confrontasi Survivors of the second after contact with Australian troops also made it back to Indonesia. However, the final Indonesia incursion was in May and June. Signs of substantial force were found crossing into Central Brigade. This was some 80 strong, mostly volunteers led by Lieutenant Sombi or Sumbi, and a team of 600 raider companies. They moved fast towards Brunei with 1-7 Gurkhas pursuing oh. and ambushing them. Almost all were accounted for. In response to this, the fi- a final claret operation was launched, which with an alt- uh, artillery ambush by 38 Light Brigade. So the aftermath of this shit, origins from UK and Gurkha, UK killed 19, wounded 44. Gurkha, the killed 43, wounded 83. Oh. The Australian Army, 16 were killed and 9 were wounded. New Zealand Army, 7 were killed and 7 were wounded. The rest, 29 and 30, 38. In total, 114 were killed and 181 was injured. So this shit took a lot, a lot of time. And, and the lives. awards, the awards given to the military people were military cross and the military medal. So there was there were no distinguished uh, flying cross or naval awards, apparently. And one Victoria Cross was given to the ten Gurkha rifle. So what's the legacy of this ship? So in Tawau Sabah, there was uh, there's a memorial of the confrontation. There's a memorial in Keningau uh, to the Royal Australian Engineers who served in Sabah 
by constructing a 123.2 km road between Keningau and Sapulut from 1964 to 1966 and in Kundasang, Malaysian Borneo to the Commonwealth forces who served in Sabah, especially the Australians together with the British, Malaysians and New Zealanders. And there's a monument in Singapore of the confrontation. So this shit was, it was not, um, it's a battery lah. It's not, it's not something that's uh, great to see and it's highly racist by the way. This shit is very racist because they were using the term um, Greater Malaya. Mm. So Greater this was Malaya. not, this was not a simple thing. It, it lasted for really long time, fucking long time. Way too long. And Indonesia at the time, Sokarno was adamant on making uh, Malaysia, that guy. you know, uh, a part of Indonesia. And now, this shit is happening again. Philippines want Sabah. Yeah, Philippines. And Indonesia want Malaysia again. It's Just happening stop. again. It's happening again. Give up, for fuck's sake. That's the thing. It's happening again. And Philippines did one of the most embarrassing shit ever. It's like... It's like they are, they are, they are the access that they don't want to forget you, you know. They made a new passport that had the Sabahari. Oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah. It's really sad. Like, let it go lah, Philippines. You cannot have it by now. You already know that. Even if try you try, even if you try, you'll get fucked in the ass. Because one, your people are killing each other. Yeah, pretty much. You know, uh, what's that guy's name? The, the president? Ah, uh, fuck. What's the dude's name? Huh? I don't know. He's crazy motherfucker. Uh, president of Philippines. Yeah. yeah. Fuck is the name? President of... Fi- Rodrigo Duterte. Ah, uh, Rodrigo Duterte. That guy is a Duterte. fucking psychopath. Dude, he literally said every single drug user is going to be killed. <sighs> on site. On site. Like it's, fu- like it's fucking Colombia. What the fuck? So they just walk around with an AR-15 or something and then they... They shoot the drug addicts, not the drug dealers. Oh, uh, not the just fuck? the drug dealers. The drug addicts also die. Ah. So they are having this shit and then they're like, Hey, Sabah. 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 Eh. No, no, no. They, they were like, Sabah, do you remember me? You know from the Sulu places? I remember me, I remember you, I remember you, yeah. you, man, you we know, did it. You know me, I know. And Sabah's like, nah, fuck you. We, we've been through that shit, we ain't going to do shit It's anymore. really, really embarrassing what they did <laughs> for the, for the, um, uh, passport. It's really yeah. embarrassing. And then Malaysia is like, hey, hey, man, <laughs> stop <laughs> hitting on my girl. <laughs> Malaysia was like, Boy? Boy? You done fucked up, man. Stop hitting my fucking girl, boy. Stop! Just the what? Why, why don't they just give because up? Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. They want more land. And it, right now, in Indonesia, there's a... Um, protest. Mm. For the guinea. Because of what... What the fuck happened in the 60s, lah? So they're just gonna relive the history. Yeah. Relive the past. Again and again. Again and again, they're gonna fucking ulang ulang with this shit until someone dies. They need to learn from Malaysia. Bahaya lepas jangan dikenal. 
Tapi masalahnya Malaysia banyak sangat barang yang lepas yang apa terlepas. <laughs> Bila ni kenang sikit je yang kenang. Sikit je. Aku tak tahu. Buki mak tu. Oh my god. Anyway, what's what's your story? Okay. Okay, mine is just a short article going to the lighter side. But it's not exactly lighter because... It's still Merdeka. Merdeka is yeah. never going to be a lighting. It's, it's Merdeka-related stuff, but too bad by the time you all are hearing this, you will be, you know, terlepas from the promo happening. <laughs> Don't blame me. It's a Merdeka special for a reason, okay? We'll yeah. this on Merdeka. It was right? supposed to be released on Merdeka, so don't blame me. But to be honest, just blame yourself since you're not, you since know. you're not aware of this shit, yeah. so fuck your life. So, the main headline would be, JPJ wants you to have a happy Merdeka month by giving you 70% off their summer. I'm gonna fuck yourself lah! <laughs> Merdeka sale, but on summons. <laughs> On how many summons? All the summons or some summons? Don't fuck with me on Let's just go through the article. What could be more patriotic than paying your taxes and summons to make sure that the country has resources to run well? Probably many things, but paying your dues is definitely up to the books. You know how desperate... It sounds very desperate. Malay- Malaysia, the Mal- uh, Malaysia is since you have to give discounts to fines. No, here's the thing. First of all, you don't summon the people with money for a good amount of money. Fair and now you want to do this shit. Fuck your luck. Oh my god. And also, just people just pay your fucking summons for fuck's sake. Don't be a douchebag. Don't be a punde. Okay, so if you've been meaning to pay off all your traffic summons that you've got from the Road Transportation Department or Land Public Transport Commission, SPD, but have been pinched for money, now is your time to pay off at least a part of it. Fuck no. Modesca discount for all. According to a post on Transport Minister Datuk Sri Dr. Wee Kasyong on Facebook, a 70% discount will be given to Malaysia to help them settle their traffic summons from the 1st of August to the 31st of August. So it's been running for almost a whole month. So Merdeka Day special lah. Yeah. Merdeka month special lah. In conjunction with the Merdeka month. And then they show the Facebook article yada yada. Discount applies to summons issued under the Road Transport Act 1987. Uh-huh. Commercial Vehicle Licensing Board Act 1987 okay. and Land Public Transport Act 2010. Okay. So yeah, uh, those summons on under those three. So basically, all summons. Right? Yeah, all summons. So if y'all still don't pay your summons, I don't know what is gonna help you pay your summons. This will include all your spin tickets, summons issued for driving dangerously, okay. under the influence of alcohol or drugs and <laughs> other. But this Driving under the influence You all go fuck yourself And die lah Why do you want Like Babi dah lah Drive under the influence You're You suck around Just get a Get a grab or something Don't And don't you fucking dare complain Kill yourself lah No Oh Talking about killing yourself I Fuck <laughs> them lah No Like this whole time uh, We've heard of Drunk people driving And crashing into people Killing 
innocent people uh-huh. but them themselves surviving uh-huh. I still remember this one time where the drunk person actually dies from the accident good for him fuck him good for Malaysia he's doing both of us a favour anyhow even if you're blacklisted you're still entitled to the discount however you will have to go to the RTD office near you to make payments okay. otherwise you can make your payments online via services such as MySeekUp JPJ Kiosk JPJ and JPJ Mobile mm-hmm. so yeah long story short boleh kasih orang summons but here's the thing they shouldn't give some they shouldn't give these discounts to drunk drivers fuck them uh. yeah they are they have a irresponsible very special fucks. place in hell irresponsible fucks fuck yourself and die no like I've been hearing about people when this issue is hot on twitter and facebook and such hmm. people were like oh we don't have enough money to book a grab to go home Bitch. but you have enough money to go drink all night fuck you lah exactly you have been drinking your ass off or just sleep in your car lah you stupid can sleep in the bar for fuck's sake you cannot sleep in the bar but close at 3am yeah just lock them in the fuck is wrong with you that's entrapment it's kidnapping it's well, literally kidnapping just sleep in the car the car is there but you don't have to move the car just sleep in the car crack open the fucking window sleep in the fucking car the back seat or something you wake up in the morning so go good. grab a coffee from a coffee cam near the bar go the fuck home from there lah stupid fuck or have a designated driver can we just talk about a coffee cam near a bar there's it's, it's a thing I oh wait no, think okay. about it now I think about it ni uh, Austin Hyde There's like a few bars there And then I, re- I just realised There's a huge ass Old town white coffee there They know their shit There's always If you think about it There's always A kopitiam near For a reason Definitely for a reason Sleep in your car Or have a designated driver Or save some of that Stupid money of yours To get a grab And go home And in the morning You can call one of your friends To grab the car for you are you fucking stupid can you don't have to drive your way your drunk ass back home ah nak balik cepat-cepat nak pergi malam boleh pula fucking drinking all night you don't want to go home fucking you just easy just fucks. if you still if you really that desperate to have a good time just buy some six packs from the giant or Tesco or something just drink at oh, home oh drink at home lah yeah exactly exactly do it MCO style lah back no, we need those expensive shit at the bar. Just, just. We need our cocktails. Suck my cocktail, lah, fuck lah. Uh, talking about cocktails, you do know that cocktail is the equivalent to dick butt. Hmm. <laughs> now that you think about it. It is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, talking about drug drivers, the other day. Yeah. Uh, we almost got killed in um, Kuching. Oh god. Granted okay. that the guy was not drunk, he's just old as fuck. <laughs> he just doesn't care anymore. S- Again, this dude, this dude was driving a Vira in the middle of the street between two lanes. Wait, what? Yes, you heard me. 
between two lanes he was driving the car and then he was like I I wanted to potong on the left side he swerved I wanted to potong on the right side he swerved I just slowed down and right I'm like so this guy's not fucking kill us as my dad always said dah tu tu nak mampus tu duduk rumah je lah berzikir Cina tak tahu nak zikir apa oh sembah lah just sembah how you want I don't care anyway he's not alone Assuming that his wife is next to him Sweet And he doesn't give a fuck I swear to god he doesn't give a fuck I was like honing him to like move him out of the way He was like nah This road is my road It's my It's literally my granddad's road bitch Check the name Check, check my name Check my name Check my name <laughs> Oh god People just don't give a shit sometimes Well people just don't give a shit Here's the thing The second time I had a thing with an old person But it was not directly uh, involving me But I saw the shit happen yeah. When the plane lands, what do you do? Plane lands When the plane lands, what do you do? Just sit properly until the plane stops Exactly This old man, he was like My knees hurt, he stood up Oh. When the plane's fucking landing Yeah, his knees are gonna be hurt real bad He didn't give a shit. Not a single <laughs> shit was given that day. Oh. Even the head, uh, what? The head stewardess. Huh? Were the stewardess lah? Yeah. Uh, she she the head was a woman lah, so stewardess lah. She came up to him. She's like, "I can't please sit down here. He, I shit you not without missing a beat." He said, "You thought it was okay." I'm just uh, like, bro, you can fucking do. Can you fucking? Dude, the plane is fucking landing. Where were you like three hours ago when this shit was happening? When we were on the air. Dude, I mean like, if you're not gonna sit your ass down, your knees are gonna be hurt real bad after that. And and here's the thing, he's not even on the aisle seat. He's on the window seat. He he really does not give a fuck. Dude, can can I just say how? Planes are like Earthquakes when they land I still remember this one time I took a plane ride I don't remember where But I was still a, a small Dumbass kid As you are now Yeah I mean Growing up I'm, I'm no difference But <laughs> Okay You you know how when the plane lands You have to put on your seatbelts right Yep I, always, I obviously didn't So when the plane lands I was bouncing all over the place So your dumbasses went into a zero G mode, huh? Pretty much. So you went on an airplane mode, huh? <laughs> Switch on airplane mode on my phone. <laughs> oh shit! Wrong. Upside down and inside out. You feel it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel it alright. Oh, I feel it. <laughs> I was bouncing, and without without me knowing, sedar sedar dia, I was on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind This old What man What the fuck This old man Stood up And sat down Mid descent <laughs> It was It was the single Funniest shit I've ever seen in my life Happening in an airplane Besides Besides That one time when I offered to help A woman to You know Put her shit In the overhead bin uh-huh. She was like No 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 Okay okay Fuck you lah 
the thing literally dropped on her face her back dropped on her face I just let go here's the thing I was being nice she was short as fuck by the way I was being nice by like uh, can I help you with this and she's like no 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 I'm fine my hand was on her, her back uh-huh. I was just about to push it inside that was all I had to do what I did was I just let go <sighs> she, hey, she didn't want to help so I let go fuck her lah in your defence in my defence fuck her lah she's gonna I offered she's gonna help already I offered help already and then the thing just fucking plopped on her fucking face and she was like fucking she was this close to crying because everybody saw that shit oh fuck everybody saw that shit that's not crying from the pain that's crying from embarrassment oh yeah so much and the pain talking about <laughs> because her bag was um the carry on bag was uh, samsonite ah fuck yeah bulletproof bag for a reason definitely bulletproof bag but not idiot proof apparently yeah pretty much a lot of things in this world is not idiot proof Talking about short old people. <laughs> no, she was not a sh- she was not old. She was short. She was a short, and she was young. Fucky as fuck. Okay, okay. Since we previously we were talking about old people, this one time, we were like driving in the car. Right? So there's this one car. He was swerving all over the place. Okay. Okay. First of all, when he he left the exit. He's like a trailer, you know. He took almost the middle lane with him when he left the exit. Wait, wait what, what car is this? I don't I think it's a Saga or... It makes sense because Saga... It's a Saga. Yeah, but my, my mom's Saga isn't like that. Okay, yeah, my dad was like... New Saga or old Saga? Which one? Because your mom's now is new Saga. I think... If it's an old saga, it's explainable because okay. it's a shit car. It, anyway. it's, it's an old saga. Anyhow, he took almost but the whole middle. The old saga is a fucking tank. Pretty much. You can do shit to it. it won't, <laughs> you it hit won't the car, <laughs> you will get fucked up, not the car. It's like an old Volvo. You know the box shit? Yeah. That's also tanks. It's like you wanted to break the... Uh, what is it? The side mirror, you end up breaking your arm. Yeah, pretty much. That's Saga Anyhow So this guy at, at that point We don't know Who he is mm. <laughs> He literally Doesn't slow down at all mm. And he literally Almost crashed into people So <laughs> so, <laughs> so he went on a yeet On full speed Yeet yeah. I'm dying anyway Fuck it <laughs> So So Dad was obviously Pissed off <laughs> When he went to Overtake the car uh-huh. As Malaysians do We look at the driver We didn't show any Middle finger okay. we Just did, fucking Look we at o- the guy like We didn't Okay Here's the thing We almost didn't see a head That's how short We only see a white dome because the the pachi was wearing a kopia. How short is he? How small is he? Good God! Behind the tinted window, we can only see the white. Okay, you know how when you're sitting on the driver's seat mm-hmm. and the... What is it? The... The back piece. 
headrest? Yeah, the headrest. Uh-huh. It's like somewhere or behind your head, head or yeah. on your neck, right? Yeah. The head, the headpiece is like over his head. So he was like on the back grass lah. Yeah. His, let me just read this. His whole body, including his head, from when he sit down to his head, is only on the back grass and not the head rest. How short is this guy? I don't know. Oh, I think you just saw... A midget or something. It's not, it's not a midget. It's like a fucking leprechaun. A Malay leprechaun. Ingarang, garangish. That's what you saw. <laughs> fucking Malay leprechaun. And then... Oh, you know my dad. He started... That's, that's how he produced the sentence. The two two nak mampus tu duduk rumah je lah. And then... Dah dah pilih nak mampus. Aku cabut kopiah tu kan. <laughs> I mean granted that you were driving in the first car Malaysia had to offer <coughs> Since this is a medical station <laughs> But bro Dah tahu you cannot drive Don't fucking drive Oh my god <laughs> Old people really no. don't give a fuck when like, they drive The problem is <laughs> Bila, okay, when we were looking at them, giving them the bitch you dumb stare, <laughs> he stared back at us. <laughs> like, my dad, yo. No, he, like, he's giving the bitch you dumb face back. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, yeah, hey! <laughs> uh, I, got, I got some news, by the way. Oh, what is it? Uh, you know Tencent? Oh, the, the guys who made the shit ton of games. Yeah, Tencent has just partnered with Barcelona. Wait, wait, wait. You hold, 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 you, hold, hold, you, you hold, 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 NetEase Oh yeah Tencent Tencent is the one Who's gonna make The upcoming uh, Mobile Legends Style Pokemon game Yep Now they're partnering up With Barcelona Sponsorship is one thing But I bet Somewhere along the line They're gonna Make a Barcelona game yeah, They are Because it's uh, FC Barcelona Partners with Tencent Esports Oh sweet god Yep FIFA clone Confirmed Guaranteed confirm. I mean, I I'm no I'm not pro, but from the looks of it, pretty much. Because Tencent is like, she's like the toil of the gaming industry. She he'd be like partnering with everyone just so that he, they can get money. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. The clear definition of toil, Tencent. Look it up in the dictionary. It's not clear. What the fuck did you just <laughs> if you if I look up idiot in a dictionary I'll see your face eh? no that's gonna be your uh, our face no that's nonsense and sense no, hey. no, just, just, just nonsense just look up the word nonsense you'll see mine and um, behind his face <laughs> oh my god okay dude okay in in the spirit of Malaysia lah uh. Malika right uh. what's what it, when I say 
Malaysia What's the first thing That would go to your head That would represent The most Malaysian thing ever Nasi lemak Teh Dari Kopi um, Roti canai <laughs> What's that Fondling your balls or something um, it's How I think you dumb fuck It's like what Do I this is in front of me You just <laughs> But To me the most Malaysian thing Ever mm. Would be on the way no, that's not the most Malaysian thing. I swear to God, it could be the most Malaysian thing ever. Because Singapore also have that shit. Obviously, but they sold it from us. Yeah, rainbow as fucking nasi lemak. <laughs> God, LGBT nasi lemak, man. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But, but but okay let's just be honest here their mutabak is okay yeah mutabak is fire yeah mutabak yeah, is, is fire but the rest shit yeah oh shit even they don't even have bread that's how bad their food is listen if you go to a place right if you go to a place that does not have bread or um is next to a sewer and not so well like next to a longkang a huge longkang it smells like shit next um, that does not has an infest uh, an infestation of some kind very much that's not that's not guarantee that's not that's not how you get the flavours exactly you have to have the flavour of the bulu ketia you know koreido koreido bonto and shit baso cebu-cebu pakai cincin yeah you know oh my god you gotta have all that shit man French cheese. That's that's how you get the flavor of it. Truly, truly Malaysian. Truly Malaysian. Truly Asian. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and also, I hate the fact that fucking everyone that goes to that describes Malaysia is the country between Singapore and uh, Thailand. Bitch, Singapore is so small you can't even see it in a fucking globe. Dude, they can they can even hold an an F one tournament there around the island. They can, they got. Yeah, they can literally do that. Imagine that the, the to circuit, Sepang. The circuit is the island. Yeah, you just walk around and that go there. There's no way in Sepang hell. Sepang is larger than fucking Singapore. There's no way in hell you can get lost in Singapore. You can get lost in Singapore. You can. Why is just so small? You can just literally find everything anywhere. You can but get like, lost in Singapore. Eh, oh, bedok. Oh, oh, gelang. Except if you go to Ubi Island, that's gonna be a whole other different story. You'll be like, I need a boat. We're gonna need a bigger boat. No, smaller boat. Pretty much. Smaller boat. Though. Okay, but uh, in respect to everyone, everywhere. Uh, August is a very special month for us because all three countries, uh, Singapore, Malaysia, and also Indonesia is celebrating their independence yep. day apparently. So yeah, yep. happy Independence Day to all three. All three, seventeenth August. Um, eight, eh, ninth, ninth or eighth. Singapore. Don't yeah. Singapore, Singapore and also Malaysia's upcoming thirty fourth of August. Oh yeah, uh, quick, uh, quick, quick side note. Uh. To all Malaysians that 
wear uh, that wear mask wear it properly before I slap the shit out of you your mask go on your nose okay it covers the fucking nose it doesn't cover the fucking nose it's like wearing uh, it's like having a goal without a goalkeeper pretty much stupid fucks wear your mask lah come on man we are so damn good I can actually imagine when they were like uh, announcing that the end of the PKP would be the, on the 31st 31st of it's August. not gonna fucking be no 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 uh, when they first uh, announced I can uh. actually imagine our Prime Minister was saying uh, today pada hari ini kita merdeka dua kali ganda merdeka and also merdeka COVID but no Siwaganga yeah. had to happen no okay damn it Siwaganga First you have a guy and then fucking uh, Bukit Tiram Bukit Tiram And then got them uh, uh, I don't know lah what, whatever cluster Whatever dumb fuck that created a cluster Fuck y'all uh. And whatever dumb fuck that doesn't wear a mask I swear to God If assault and battery is not You know If it's legal If it's fucking legal I would have put my fist into so many people's mouth. <laughs> imagine, just imagine suddenly... Uh, Getting punched in the face because you're not wearing a mask. Yeah, sud- suddenly the government was like, okay, since we don't have enough manpower to handle every single case, we are bestowing the power to the citizens to take matters to their own hands to make sure people wear masks, including assault and battery. I would be the first person to go out and slap the <laughs> shit out of old people. As soon as that announcement came out, you just straight up get out from bed, wear your pants, ran to the, ran out the door and punch the first person you saw without a mask. I would definitely not do that. Without any warning. I will not warn anyone. Why would you warn someone? It's a after, very, after it's I a punch, simple goddamn thing. Just after, I punch, after I punch the guy in the face, then I'll say, Wear a mask, you bitch, and then spit on the guy. Oh god, <laughs> dude, when you when you think about it, people who have coronavirus, mm. if they cough on their face before punching someone, they inflict damage with poison effect. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just gonna <coughs> do I'm just gonna do the the worst thing that you can do to someone, which is beating the shit out of them. Also talking about beating the shit out of someone. <laughs> There was an 80-year-old guy with a heart disease that was Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, I've read that one. Yo, uh, I understand that you want to go, um, you want to be all vigilantes and beating the fuck out of someone who's wearing a pink um, bracelet. Pink bracelet. The one thing you can do is, you know, Ask. not beat the guy up because he has suspected coronavirus because one, you're going near the fucker. Two, throw a chair lah. Yeah, pretty much. But to be honest, my first instinct if I saw someone in the pink bracelet would be stay the fuck away from them. I but would this, this but if I was in a, if I was in a restaurant, like if I was in a restaurant, like, for example in that case of the eighty year old Christian of the fucker. Keluar, uh, keluar the hospital uh, with heart disease Again, 80 year old with a heart disease That is not good and keep He it, could have died 
He was being beaten in the masjid Kita ni main Imagine Imagine going to masjid Wanting to get to, No It's literally the most ironic thing I've ever had Getting beaten in a masjid Imagine going to the masjid Wanting to be closer to God Getting beaten the fuck out of it Ended up getting really close to God <laughs> Very close to God <laughs> Too close for comfort <laughs> But the, the worst thing is that When the guy was like when He went to the police station To launch a report Because mm. he's tak puas hati hmm. The police got the, <laughs> the, the police, the police got the fucking on Bro him. You want to get fucking arrested is it? Bro is Yo Just Sit your ass down Cross Cross the ambulance Bro We got we, we got We got a case uh, Corona uh, Code Code co- uh, C19 here Please came Please come now Please I'm scared Do it Do it now Now <laughs> And let And let's not forget That The ballet was actually closed for a while. Yeah, <laughs> because because of an 18 year old with a heart disease forgot that he had a bracelet on. <laughs> poor fucker. <laughs> that poor guy. Kesian oh. that old man lah. Talking about pink, talking about although, pink bracelets. Although, bracelet. although yeah. honestly, honest to God, if I was in a restaurant and I saw a pink um bracelet. Person fucking sitting there I would throw my cup at them I don't give a shit If it's a porcelain cup Or a glass cup Fuck that person Just yeet the shit out of the cup Yeet Because you One you don't respect People's safety Pretty much Two We don't even know If you're positive on everything Because the thing The shit takes 14 days Exactly That's why you have to quarantine Some stupid fuck Who shall be uh, Named Nameless Shall be <laughs> Remain nameless You know Lepas <laughs> yeah. balik Turkey All that shit uh, Went into the uh, tu, Parliament All spread His shit everywhere Kena summon 1000 Okay just keep in mind Keep in mind Keep in mind that. Yeah, the here's the thing Here's the thing The makcik that got summon 8k After 14 days Was positive yeah. And this fucker What he think He think because he's in pass Apa Kena diklong Dari Tuhan ke <laughs> Covid be like Oh shit Dia won't pass Even Usin Bolt Cannot outrun this shit Pretty much <laughs> No but Keep in mind The highest death rate Among Covid-19 patients Is in people In the late 50s Yep Do you know how many pe- Old people are in the parliament Oh lah Because a lot of them keep calling Syed Sadiq Budaki Yeah, pretty much Even though they can they can barely, barely stand up to him toe to toe mm, yeah. Given given the, if if parliament had rules that, you know, it's like a debate rule yeah. They will not stand a chance Never They cannot stand toe to toe to Sadiq And by the way, I respect Sadiq for um, making a new uh, party for young people And he's not yep. joining anymore that Ma- of Mahathir's bullshit anymore Because uh, According to LMFAO In the year 2010 Mahathir is a party people <laughs> No Like You dude, know Dude makes more parties Than fucking LMFAO No Remember remember one time He was like Oh Malaysia tak stabil Sebab banyak sangat party Create another party I'm making you party Party rock <laughs> <laughs> No Yeah 
And then Mukesh. Wow! <laughs> Shuffling at the side. <laughs> no, like, okay, keep in mind, the the new party's name is shortened to Pejuang. Mm. Pejuang Tanah Air, something, right? Mm. They can actually rename it to Petai. Why? Pe, Pejuang. Mm. Ta, mm. Tanah Air, Air. Petai. Why go for Pejuang? I don't like Petai, though. I fucking hate Petai. Tiba Tiba Okay You eat durian Durian don't smell On your piece and shit You eat petai It smells on your piece and shit Dude You Fuck That shit My dad Eats jering And petai At the same time That shit Stink That shit stink Okay the, You know how old people Was like Oh Jangan makan petai And Uh, dengan jering sentak mm. My dad was like Sebenarnya Dia orang tak bagi jering itu so, Nanti takut habis Bukan takut habis Masalahnya Kalau kentut Satu muat mati Sian <laughs> Shit We've been almost Like two hours of this Almost two hours almost Shit two hours. I think we should uh, Let's just end this Let's just end okay. this So um, Alright uh, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram At Faizal Avi on both Twitter and Instagram, and, and just find me on Twitter at Solensi, and yeah, just don't forget to subscribe to our Spotify or something. Follow our Spotify. Yes, follow our Spotify. Keep listening to our shit. Yeah, and just please and also, play it if around. You're not, if you're not listening to our shit, fuck you. <laughs> okay. Just just treat our Spotify like fit nine and just spray it around, okay. since yours your love to do since that. Since your love to. Sp- Uh, you spill tea, spill this shit lah Spill tea, make shit viral Yeah, make that shit viral Make this shit viral lah It's a good content one Better than those drama pukul tujuh shit You know what, fuck This is horrible content Okay, alright, bye I see ya And happy merdeka Wear your mask Happy merdeka, asyik kita Practice physical distancing Just take care of yourself And don't be a pundit Don't be a cut